Welcome to Fiscal Therapy, the podcast where leaders in accounting share their secrets to success. I'm your host, Jodie Sitters, Community Manager for our accounting partners at MYOB. We chat to expert guests who will provide real-life examples of how you can build a successful practice. Welcome to Fiscal Therapy. Today's guest is Nick Holloway. I met Nick last year at a networking function for young chartered accountants in Sydney. For the last year, Nick has been the chair of the New South Wales Young Chartered Accountants Panel, and I just loved his fresh and honest approach to not only the accounting profession itself, but to life in general. And after hearing him address the 100 people in the room that night, I wanted to chat further with Nick. So welcome to the pod, Nick. Welcome to Fiscal Therapy. Thanks for having me, Jodie. It's a pleasure to be here. I love it. Thank you so much. And you came all the way from um, southeast of South Australia today, a little town called Kingston, rural town. I did. I did. I've been on the family farm this week, um, home of the big lobster for those that know it. Shout out to the big, big lobster, Larry. I've been to meet, I didn't know his name was Larry, but I've been to meet him. Fantastic. (laughs) I love it. Thank you very much. I love love, uh, Kingston too. It's a really good spot. Um, So listen, I wanted to know a little bit more about, um, we talked about the, I introduced you with um, your the chair of the New South Wales Young Chartered Accountants Panel. And um, I'd just love you to tell me a little bit more about uh, the role that you played there this year as the chair of YCA. Yeah, absolutely. So um, YCA stands for Young Chartered Accountants and they're in all kinds of regional areas across Australia and New Zealand and even across the globe. Um, And once I left Deloitte, I was looking for um, somewhere else to contribute to and it led me to the professional body of Chartered Accountants Australia and New Zealand. And um, yeah, in that role, I've basically been leading for the last 12 months. Um, It's usually like a three-year term and then I stepped up to chair last year, which was personally a really exciting opportunity for me. And um, we coordinate CPD events, so compulsory professional development events, as well as some social events as well. And um, we get to partner with great organisations like MOB and um, support the profession in um, getting professional development out to all the young people out there. So definition of young is below 35 or within five years of membership. So I'm still slotting in there nicely, which is always Gucci. So... I miss out, unfortunately. Oh, no, it must uh, be only just. Yeah. (laughs) That's lovely, Nick. Thank you so much. I did get a chance to catch up in Sydney with you, though, at one of our MYOB um, functions with YCA, and it was just such a great turnout. It was so good after COVID to actually see people getting back face-to-face. I really loved that. And, um, you know, just getting out there and getting people a chance to get in front of each other and start talking again, I think, which is so good. So um, tell me about the YCA journey that you've been on with um, the, the the being the chair there, um, has it what? How has it helped you in in that way as well? Yeah, so selfishly, it's I got involved because it was going to improve my soft skills as well. Uh, whether that's public speaking, um, we do a lot of talks with high schools and universities and work on this attractiveness of the profession and um, trying to encourage more and more people to come into CA and study their CA and. Um, it's no secret in um, the fiscal therapy community, I'm sure, that there's a talent shortage and Mm. it's quite concerning that there's not enough young people coming into the profession. So rather than complain about it, I want to be part of the solution and got myself a seat at the table to be be involved. And, yeah, it's great to do the things that I don't do on a daily basis, like public speaking and 
um, running a team. Yeah, and that's one of the biggest challenges, I think, when you're sitting behind you know, a desk more and things like that. I mean, you really need to get yourself out there, don't you? Like, and enjoy the part of the challenge of talking and taking, you know, com- taking a little step out of your comfort zone a little bit, I think, too, which is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. You can get caught in your little, um, your little bubble at work and um, playing in that. And then you go to these networking events and you see people in all kinds of different fields within accounting and you're like, didn't even know accountants could do that. And it really broadens your horizons. So. So it opens up some more opportunities and some more ways of thinking, I suppose, on, on how you can take that profession and take it to where you want to go with it as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because I w- when I left the big four, um, I was really unsure about what I wanted to do. And, um, and the more events you can go to like this, the more ideas that are planted in your head. And um, yeah, networking is such an important thing. Almost all roles are sales based. You might think that um, accounting is sitting behind a keyboard and number crunching, but in reality, it's a very people profession and being able to communicate with people, even if it's a bit outside your comfort zone, um, is sometimes challenging. So yeah, get to those networking events. I love it. And even if you're sitting in a pod, like potty today. I know. um, Who knew I would be here? What the hell? (laughs) I love it. I love it. And that's where that's where our conversation in Sydney took us. Um, basically, you know, met, I met Nick in Sydney. Um, he's he's popped over to see his folks in uh, Kingston, southeast. Drove here this morning, and now we're sitting in potty having a chat. So these are the things that happen in life, right? When you when yeah. you put yourself out there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, definitely. You just keep putting yourself out there, and you never know what's going to come of it. I probably stepped into the young CA community just to try and meet a few more people and do my compulsory CBD hours and neck minute here I am so yeah and talking about meeting people you've probably got a really good huge network sort of um that you've built of um you know accountants and young accountants coming through so what are you hearing about the biggest challenges that they're facing today yeah it's a it's a really good question um so many challenges I think out there at the moment um change is probably the craziest one and the pace of change and just the need to be continually adapting I remember in high school when um, our principal would stand up at assembly and say, we're not preparing you for the jobs of today, we're preparing you for the jobs of 2050. And in the car here this morning, I did the maths on how many more years I have to work for because obviously we're counting down to retirement. Um, And I have to work until like 2060, which is wild. What am I going to be doing then? Like, how am I still going to be remaining relevant? Um, And I think the other thing that's coming up with young people is the the wider mix of generations in the workforce at the moment. So whether that's your baby boomers, Gen X, Gen Y, millennials, Gen Z as well. Um, have you heard of the Aussie corporate Instagram page? No, I haven't. Tell me, tell it's me more like, about it. It's a little bit of a, um, I don't want to call it a gossip page, but it's it's probably like promoting a lot of the issues that are affecting young people and encourage you to give it a follow. But just this week they were um, asking for submissions on what was happening with Gen Z in the workplace and everyone was submitting little things like um, one Gen Z had left a meeting early to go and take their lunch break right on 12.30 when the meeting was going through to one and then they had a second lunch break when um, when the team actually took lunch at 1.45 or something and um, just like wild stories like that. But I just think it shows the, um, the need for all the generations to be compromising in this workplace environment that we're in and um, particularly Gen Z that there's a bit of a power imbalance. Like the boomers obviously still hold the power when it comes to leadership and those kind of things. But if they're having retention of talent problems, they need to be able to adapt and um, keep up with this pace of change 
and listen to those Gen Zs and, and what they want in the workplace. Yeah, and I think Gen Zs have got that power behind the technology though too. Like they've got a lot of information that they could offer that would help some of um, you know the, the oldest staff members and things that are happening in processes that are happening in practice. And I think they've got some really good ideas as well. So that's yeah. a good way of harnessing, you know, harnessing um, that communication. One anecdotal thing I've heard recently is um, on boards and how they're trying to work on this diversity on boards and age diversity is one of those factors as well. Um, how do they market to this new generation? Like they can't just do the old ways of marketing. It needs to be adapted. And how are they getting that insight onto their boards? Like not that they all need to be on TikTok or anything crazy like that, but how are they changing the tone of their messaging to appeal to this like, new generation to sell their products that they've been doing? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's something that's going to keep evolving. It's not It's not something that's, you know, that's a discussion that's starting the old newsletter, going mm. out and printing out. It's probably out the thing of the past. Yeah, absolutely. It's a way- <laughs> You've got to get out on Instagram. And like you said before, Instagram, there's a wealth of knowledge out there as well that's getting communicated. So it's interesting. Um, times are changing, certainly. And I think, um, you know, it's a great thing to make, make make sure that you can embrace that change is really good too. Yeah. I've probably got one more thing for that point, actually. Um, just come to me. The Just the misconceptions about accounting and um, and that our jobs are all going to be stolen by AI and ChatGPT mm, and yeah. I mean, ChatGPT is a great example of just something that popped up last March and um, created a storm. It did, didn't it? And Mm. it's not that I think it's going to steal of our jobs or anything like that, but um, you think about what other big things have hit the accounting profession before, whether it's Microsoft Excel. And I was talking to you offline just before about how everyone, if you didn't lean into Microsoft Excel in the 80s when it was introduced, like you're like, oh, this is just another fad, another technology fad. well, we're still using it to this very day, aren't we? So. Oh my God, what would we do without spreadsheets, right? Mm. Everything starts with a spreadsheet. <laughs> but I'm sure back then they were like, oh, look, all these accountants are going to lose their jobs. And mm. no doubt there was all these data entry people that were losing their jobs. But I can tell you for one, my life is way more important than da- typing in data. And Yeah, well, um, we were talking also about bean counters. I mean, that's lost, you know, that analogy is really being deep-seated into the accounting profession. But really, all the, all the beans have already been counted for you. Automation has done that. AI is going to be that, that next step where it actually takes, you know, all of that information and actually brings all the critical stuff to the forefront and ta- and saves you time, right? Mm. It's really learning about how to embrace that technology, I think, which is it's not going to take jobs away. It's going yeah. to make it more interesting. Yeah. yeah. And I, the other challenge probably is that you you think you, or you go to school, finish year 12, go to uni, get a degree, get your CA, then what? Like mm. um, the reality is we need to keep learning because how am I going to have a job in 2060 if I don't keep learning? So. Yeah, that's, that's a really good way of thinking about it, though, too, like just looking to the future all the time. So we're here live in the studio. Obviously, you said you just drove in from southeast in Kingston. So why were you there? We, I think you said you were there at your parents' farm. But um, tell me about your career path so far and like how did you get from that rural community to where you are now in Sydney? Yeah, so it was actually my gran's 85th birthday on, over the weekend. Oh, happy yesterday. birthday, so Gran. Shout out to Gran. I'm sure I'll have to send her the podcast afterwards. So oh, she, she can, will love that. <laughs> she will be dying of embarrassment right now, but uh, that's okay. We loved, uh, she died of embarrassment all weekend, but it was a great vibe for the rest of us. So I love it. We're, um, we're not going to sing happy birthday, Gran. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I was down on the family farm, which is always good to get back to my roots and where it all began and... Um, yeah, your question was how did I get from the rural community? Um, well, my love of accounting kind of 
I've noticed it with the benefit of hindsight, um, but I was running this chicken egg business when I was in school. And um, one of my tips out there for anyone applying for jobs in the accounting profession is to work out how you're different from everyone else, um, particularly when you've got no experience. Um, everyone's got a degree, everyone's got year 12, but how can you differentiate yourself? And I knew being a country boy that there wasn't going to be that many people that had a chicken egg business when they were growing up. And mum used to take me around the town and drop off the eggs and they'd pay me $3 a dozen, like honestly, cost of living. Wasn't a thing back then. It's showing my age. I swear I'm still young. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And good on you, mum, for taking taking Nick around as well. Yeah, I guess I didn't didn't compensate her fuel, did I? Yeah. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) It definitely was already running at a loss. But um, yeah, yeah, basically I was trying to pick my subjects um, in this regional community and um, there's no accounting or business type options. And not that I knew it at the time, but I was picking agriculture and tech studies and um, just wasn't really for me. So mum and dad were like looking at different boarding house options and we went to one, had an interview. I managed to receive a third of tuition, but nothing off boarding. And it was still a bit of a stretch for my parents. So we wrote a letter back to them and um, said, oh, Nick wants to be Prime Minister one day. Hopefully um, he'll remember you, like you'll remember this letter. And anyway, we got a reply and they offered a whole bunch more offboarding and a bit of extra time to pay it off. And we said yes. And um, they, yeah, they sent back and said, oh, Nick could be the first old collegian to become Prime Minister. Not sure I still have that goal today, but um, it got me in the door. So <laughs> it's a great um, way to start. I love that story. So yeah, good. So yeah, I managed to like a I hit, there was an accounting subject. I, that was my best subject coming out of school and the rest is kind of history. Uh, I went to um, the gap year in the Defence Force, Australian Army up in Townsville, um, so I could pay pay my way through uni and did a commerce law degree. And next minute I was over in Sydney with a grad job at the Big Four. I love it. That's a really good story. And that's just, um, you know, the progress, like going up to Townsville as well, like getting, your, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone, going and doing some things that actually open your eyes up and making sure that you, you know, taking those options and things as well is really good. Yeah. And I think um, you have a bit of a lean towards forensic ap- accounting, right? Yeah. So once I wrapped up things in audit, because I mean, audit's probably not a lifelong profession, let's be honest. Um, I was like, which direction do I head in? And I circled back to some work experience I did in Adelaide, actually. Um, at the local firm here, Edwards Marshall, now next year, Edwards Marshall. And we, ha- we I managed to secure a three-week work experience placement. Absolutely encourage you to put your name down for work experience. It's the best thing you can do. Um, we did a week in tax, a week in audit, and then you were able to choose your third week. And one of the other girls was like, I know you have a forensics department. Is it possible for us to do a few days in forensic accounting? And um, I managed to secure a few days in forensics, which was amazing. Um, the first case I looked at being Adelaide, had a conflict of interest. I was like, oh, my parents employed this guy at some point. And, um, typical is, Adelaide. It's typical such a Adelaide. small spot, right? I know. No wonder I'm in Sydney now. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then once I went into audit, when I was looking to get out of it, that's, I circled back to those two days that I spent with these guys here in Adelaide and, um, yeah, landed in forensic accounting. So, oh, nice. Um, great story. Yeah. My, my current role is like insurance space. Forensic accounting is even broader again. Um, but basically, the easiest way to explain it is with some examples. Um, business interruption insurance, um, say a supermarket burns down, how much turnover were they doing each week in the lead up to that fire? Was it a Christmas period where there's higher uh, turnover? All those kind of factors. I also did a bit of event cancellation. So shout out to Tay-Tay, who's on her way to Australia. Um, if she couldn't do her concert for whatever reason, oh, right. that could be an insurance claim mm. that asks forensic accountants to quantify the losses. Um, I doubt she's going to be able to reschedule it in her schedule, um, given she has to go to every Chiefs match and 
um, the Grammys and whatever else she has going on. So it's likely, yeah, it'd be a full loss and it could be related to her medical status or it could be related to a storm event that rolls through and super interesting. Yeah, super interesting. And and basically that sort of work's never going to go away, right? It's always going to be there. It's just ways to do it better and quicker and, and more, you know, be more informative and stuff like that. It's yeah, always going to grow in that absolutely, space. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Like what I love most about forensic accounting is you, you're diving in and you're like, how do you make money? Um, asking them the revenue question, how are they making money? And I feel like I'm too young to maybe go into public practice at the moment myself, but yep. um, I'm, I'm calling it my learning era and I'm trying to be a sponge. And it's just one of those areas that's every day is so different. Every claim so different. Yes, you're still applying those similar principles, but um so you yeah. talk about being a sponge. So your plans the fu- for the future are to just take in as much information as you can? And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like I think it's hard to know what the future holds. I mean, do you have your crystal ball here today, Jody? I don't. I wish I had one. I do, but I don't have one. Sorry. Yeah, it's such a hard question. Like where are you going to be in um, a few years' time? Like um, I don't really know. So I'm just kind of being spontaneous, being a sponge, Um soaking up as I go along. So Yeah. And you talked earlier about the challenges for, you know, the people that you've met through the YCA program and stuff like that. And um but what what are the changes that you'd like to see in the accounting profession um to encourage young people of today to take on those career paths? Like give me give me some examples of things that may, you know, spike someone's imagination and stuff like that when they're thinking about what career to take. Yeah, really good question. Um I mean money rules the world, right? Um, And I think that no matter what your passion is, you're able to align that with an accounting um, accounting, accounting qualification. Um, I was talking to a friend at the Big Bash the other day over in Sydney and he was saying um, he's an accountant as well and he wants to get into this sport consulting side and um, I think I hear it's really competitive, but um, all football clubs need need accountants. They Um, do. They also need advisors on how they make all this extra money, how they're doing these pre-season tours and goodness knows what else, um, particularly when it comes to the legal side, you'd see all the concussion stuff going on at the moment. Um, yeah, yeah. It's so all crazy. And if they're court cases, they probably have accountants involved quantifying what the damages are and things like that. So virtually every direction you look in business and, and, and even in life in general, sporting, all that sort of side of thing behind it is um, people that work in that accounting profession. Yeah, like, I mean, just a relevant example is also just being down on the family farm this week, like... Um, people in the city might think that I know a bit about farming, but I'm sure my two brothers would attest to the fact that I know very little. Um, (laughs) You're saying stay out of the cow cow paddock, Nick. (laughs) Yeah, I really, I'm only really good for like cleaning troughs and gate opening. But I mean, that's pretty good when you don't want to do it anymore. Um, But I guess my point would be that like, I still know about the money side of it and I understand how money makes that business tick. And mum does all the bookkeeping and... Um, I've obviously watched her throughout my childhood and I'm sure a bit of where the direction I've headed is because of that as well. And um, I I think I would excel past their level in in those areas. So, um, Well, you could combine your efforts together and make a really good team, right? We absolutely could, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That Um, sounds good. And shout out to mum, bookkeeping. And I think she used MYOB or she uses MYOB. She does use MYOB product. We managed to wrangle her out of the QuickBooks, um, whatever (laughs) that was. Wrangle. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that's it's about that, I reckon. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. That's great. And um, listen, like I love hearing about your journey and, and I think you're heading off to Sydney this afternoon um, on a flight. So I really appreciate that you've spent time and got up nice and early and driven down and you didn't hit any kangaroos. So I'm really happy about that. Yeah, me but, too. <laughs> yeah, I know. And um, Nick, I just think it's just wonderful to have a fresh face here. And luckily today we got to record this as well. So it's not just us talking. Yeah. We are um, showing you what we're sitting in, which is potty. Here at Fresh FM. At Fresh Look at us go. FM. Yes, that's <laughs> it. We are too. We're, and I've even bought my, I've got my rock and roll t-shirt on everyone as well. So I can just bring a little bit of rock and roll into accounting is what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> you knew that the, the accountants in here. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but they'll, they'll be offering a, a job on the morning show soon, I reckon, Nick. Oh, no doubt. I think we've got the afternoon session yeah. booked in, don't we? I'd love to do that. It'll be fun. Um, <laughs> hey, listen, there's one last, um, before we wrap up, there's one last question I really want to talk to you about uh, or ask you actually. Um, it's a question, so I'm asking you. Um, this is the fiscal therapy question for 2024, right? We've, okay. We had one last year in the last season that we did, but this one is new. So you're going to be the first one I'm going to ask. So um, lie back um, on in your virtual pod. In the potty? Yeah, in the potty. <laughs> Take a deep breath and, and have a think about it. And I'm going to ask you, what does success look like for you? And just take your time and fire away when you're ready. Yeah, it's um, it's a very good question. It's not too often that you take a step back and ask yourself why you're doing all this hustling, mm. is it? Um, yeah, so... It's pretty deep. It's, it's deep pretty question. deep. I mean, can I keep it simple though? You absolutely can keep it simple because okay. I think there's, that's a, there's a sim- simplicity is a key. Isn't I reckon like just to be happy, like... Oh, I'm at risk of sounding like a bit of an insurance ad here, to be honest. Like, you know where it's like, insure everything that you already have today. Um, but I guess it's a bit of that. Like, you want to be financially stable. Um, accounting can do that for me. Um, mentally and emotionally stable. Having that work-life balance. Um, accounting can do that for me. Um, yeah, those are the things that that matter. And I feel like in this profession, if I keep grasping change and adapting, I'm going to have a job in 2060. Um, and I hope that all the public practices out there uh, keep adapting and changing as well and, and keep educating their clients because I think if I just look at my parents' example, if they, they need the help of public practice to be able to keep adapting because they're not at the forefront. They're out uh, opening gates and cleaning troughs and um, not necessarily caring about what's going on in the, in the accounting world. So, um, yeah, yeah I love to be that. happy. It, that's very inspirational. Happiness. I mean, what what else can I mean? That's the nicest thing to have, isn't it? As a as a yeah. as a measurement of success, I think that's really gorgeous. Although, like prime minister, like if I hold it that high, I might be in trouble. Hey, so <laughs> watch out, prime minister. Just don't tell my high school that gave me all those scholarships. So. Yeah, no, I love it. That's so good. No, happy happy is a great thing to be. I think, and just you know, just feeling that that's that that feeling of satisfaction across you know what you're doing in your role and and what you're doing with your life is really cool. Um, I love it. Thank you so much um, for spending time with me today. Uh, Thanks for having me, Jodie. It was just, lovely. I do wanted to ask you, though, if anyone wants to contact you or, or yell at, you know, have a shout out to you or have a chat to you about the profession itself and what you've been up to with YCA or Young Chartered Accountants or just simply, you know, what, what, can you give me some advice um, about, you know, what you've been doing in your journey? Um, yeah. How do they get hold of you? Well, obviously on all social media platforms, but LinkedIn's probably the predominant one at the moment. Um all of our chartered accounting stuff is all going feeding, fed through there as well. There's a young chartered accounting New South Wales group that um, we look after. I'm sure all the other regions also have similar type pages as well. So I encourage you to get involved in those. 
Um, you can obviously find me on LinkedIn as well, uh, Nick Holloway. Um, my resume has all my social media on it. I'm very transparent. Um, so if you're going to employ me, like my Instagram, my Strava account's on there as well. Um, so please give me some kudos out there to all my new employers. <laughs> nice. We get to see how many Ks you run on Strava. Yeah, I, I mean, it. who wouldn't want to see that, yeah. lol? Oh, it's good. <laughs> I think it's good. It's actually good for an employer to understand that you're actually taking your health fairly seriously. Yeah, as well. exactly you right. Be fit and healthy, which is really cool. Definitely. Hey, Nick, thanks for joining us today on Fiscal Therapy. I've had a really good fun time talking to you, and um, I hope we see each other soon. And uh, yeah, safe travels for Thank today. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Love it. Thanks, Nick. You've been listening to Fiscal Therapy with Jody Sitters, powered by MYOB. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening and I look forward to sharing more physical therapy with you next time.